0: Welcome to the CFAA, Canadian Fire Alarm Association's Technician's Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Renault, Western Canadian Regional Sales Manager for Honeywell Notifier. I'm a National Director for the CFAA, and I'm the Chair of the CFAA's Marketing Committee. All opinions expressed by the host and guest are solely theirs and not necessarily the positions of their respective companies. Hello and welcome everyone. I just want to give a little intro before we get into this podcast that I apologize for the sound quality on this one. It was recorded on location in Winnipeg and uh, there were a couple of audio issues. You're going to hear some noise at the beginning. And it's just a noisy room, but uh, I apologize. I hope I was able to make it a little pretty for you and uh, you'll be able to get the content here on this very important podcast. Thanks. All right. So today I have uh, Derek Bertrand with me and uh, today we're going to go over the new position statement that CFAA has um, drafted and approved through our national committee. Uh, This is pretty recent and... I'm going to go over the background of the CFA position statement with Derek. Um, Derek, you want to talk a little bit maybe about your background first in Fire Alarm and where you come from?
1: Certainly. Uh, I started in the Fire Alarm industry in 1986, started off as a helper for a technician, division manager, general manager, and eventually owner of my own company. Uh, And I have since retired uh, last year. So... Specifically, when we
0: get to this position statement, what is your background in developing
1: this position statement? When do we start? Uh, I've been working with the Canadian Fire Alarm Association in the Manitoba chapter for roughly 30 years, and this position statement came about as a conversation between myself and the then director of the City of Winnipeg Fire Prevention Office. At that time, the Manitoba chapter was discussing qualifications of personnel for the servicing of fire alarms for the purposes of the City of Winnipeg Fire Prevention Bylaw, And the question was posed to me, what does the Canadian Fire Alarm Association say about who should be servicing fire alarm systems? Okay, so from there you
0: started coming out coming to the committee with this how long ago was that now
1: that that was 8 years ago the the issue rolled around within the manitoba chapter for quite some time but the question that was posed from the director of fire prevention was not necessarily what the manitoba chapter opinion was but what was the national Position, the official national position as to who should be servicing fire alarm systems. And so at that time, I brought it to the board of directors and was told that we didn't really have an official published statement talking about who should be touching fire alarms. And as a
0: national statement, this is a, a simpler question than to answer it uh, with different regional interests and all it becomes very tough
1: to come up with a national statement, doesn't it? Absolutely. Uh, And I have to say that I was quite incredulous at the fact that we did not have a position on who should be working on fire alarm systems. We had, of course, developed the education program at that time, and it was quite in-depth at that time. Uh, I think we were probably working on advancing that program, uh, enhancing it with the theory and practical exam processes. But we had not actually published a position as to who we thought should be touching fire alarm systems. At that,
0: yet, yeah. Okay, so now we have a position statement. So now, where are we at currently with this position statement? What is it? What does it say?
1: And who can, and is there any limitations on who can't? The position statement has two sections. The first section talks about the fact that It should be a CFAA fire alarm technician who has completed the training program and examination process and who is maintaining their registration within the organization. It also talks about the continuing education program and the payment of the fees related to the registration So it's basically saying that a CFAA fire alarm technician should be the ones working on fire alarm systems. And that goes hand in hand with the the education program that we've been presenting over the the last 20 plus years.
0: Okay, so we have people who have taken the education part. What about people who are, we have transitionary
1: roles. We have people who are in training. Uh, What do we say about that? And that is the second part of the position statement. It talks about persons who are a registered CFAA trainee, who, of course, is someone who has completed all five of the education programs and has registered with the Canadian Fire Alarm Association as have completed that section and is now ready to proceed with the theory and practical examination. And the other... Identity that is discussed is a CFAA student who is someone who has simply enrolled in one of the five CFAA education courses but yet to complete all five. So, what the position statement is contemplating is that a registered CFAA trainee or a CFAA student who is actively enrolled in the training program with the CFAA or a CFAA-recognized post-secondary school, they may work under the supervision of someone discussed in Section 1, that being a CFAA technician maintaining their registration through continuing education. The second part of Part 2 talks about how the student or trainee may only perform verifications, inspections, Repairs and maintenance of fire alarm systems under the immediate supervision of a person who is a registered fire alarm technician. The supervision must be provided in the following criteria that is, that the supervisor is in close physical proximity to the student or trainee at all times, such as that the supervisor is able to attest to every action of the trainee student. That no more than two trainee students may be supervised by one supervisor at the same time, and that the supervision is not provided remotely or virtually, but in fact, on the work site. Of course, the supervisor being the registered CFAA fire alarm technician.
0: Right. So now, the whole point of this is that, I'm guessing from all of this now, is that we don't have a bunch of trainees out there working on systems who haven't gone through the full vetting and training with CFAA, and that we have somebody on site who can check their work directly. What we don't need is somebody at every single individual device with this
1: trainee. I think I'm getting from this. Is that correct? I think it's pretty universally accepted that trainees and students do not possess the proven education or experience to work independently. And so they do require supervision by persons who have proven their experience in education through the uh, CFAA Registered Technician Program.
0: Okay. So now I think we have the parameters kind of figured out here. If if anyone wants any more information on this, it is on the CFA site, I believe, now. I think it's coming shortly. It's coming very shortly. Maybe by the time this is published, we'll have it out there. Uh, So look forward to that. Hopefully I'll have it in the show notes by the time we have the podcast out. Um, So now we have this position statement. Hopefully we'll have it in public very soon, if not already. Then what can we do with
1: this statement? I personally work and reside in Manitoba and have been working with the Manitoba authorities uh, for many, many years with regard to qualifications. Now that we have this position statement published we are going to be taking this to the Manitoba authorities having jurisdiction and urging them to consider adopting these terms into their qualification requirements, be it in the Manitoba Fire Code or the City of Winnipeg or City of Brandon fire prevention bylaws. And I think that the onus is on every part of the country, every chapter in every part of the country to do the exact same thing in their jurisdiction. The only way that we are going to see an improvement in the education and level of workmanship in this country is if we can get the authorities to recognize the requirement for only persons with qualified and quantified experience in education to be touching life safety systems.
0: Okay, so that's great. And we have certain jurisdictions like Alberta that we have, you know, already some position statements that the authorities have made. What's going to be the next step, say, in Manitoba? What do you, what do you envision we see in Manitoba specifically? And maybe then that'll give some ideas to people out there in other provinces that don't have um, any kind of official position statement on what a qualified person is, other than basically that. A qualified person is all it says.
1: Right. Uh, speaking for manitoba the manitoba fire code does currently specify that it shall be a cfa fire alarm technician or a equivalent or an individual working under the supervision under the on-site supervision of a cfa fire alarm technician but the new position statement goes so much further to expand upon those points The new position statement contemplates the improved testing processes for the theory and practical examination that were not previously recognized. This promotes a greater level of knowledge and competency in the industry. The new position statement enables the governance of technicians through the registration process that is currently not recognized in the Manitoba Fire Code. With regard to supervision of persons who have not attained their complete education program. The original intent of the Manitoba Fire Code is attained through the specification of students and trainees, whereas the existing code only talks about persons being supervised. Well, that could be anyone. Absolutely. This removes casual workers and those without a vested interest in learning from being able to touch life safety systems. So it differentiates that out there in the industry We're Uh, trying to make a flow towards qualified people. Absolutely. And I think that the most important thing is that this improves the supervision for novices working in the industry if if you do not have someone providing you adequate attention and supervision while you are learning this profession, it's going to take you a very, very long time. And I've had numerous conversations with numerous individuals who have started this industry and been frustrated to that end. And I think that this position statement will go a long way to rectifying that issue. And
0: I think that's a really important part. We've, we've you know, we've definitely heard uh, that you know there could be the risk to business owners that they see this as more costly, more more onerous, but what this really does is create a retention in the industry and a legitimacy to the industry for those young people coming up that they 're not just a temporary worker, they actually have a a reason and a career flow in this absolutely, and this is moving it from the the code side or at least from the authority side. That we have something to back that up to say you come into this industry, and even as a
1: trainee, we have a process for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And I have to say that I've been very, very passionate about this project for quite a long time, and I think that that really goes back to my memory from when I started in this industry over 35 years ago as a uh, as someone who was completely ignorant of the the rules, the obligations, the liabilities. And there were so many things that I did wrong out of ignorance. And I had to learn myself. I had to open code books. I had to teach myself the ways of the, the profession. And I really would like to see things easier for those coming into the industry nowadays. And I think this goes a long way to that end.
0: Yeah, w- with, with the vacuum of, of a lack of a, of a standard or the lack of a, of a credential, or the lack of a template and a, of a structure, we, we're going to have all kinds of variables out there. We're going to have all kinds of things happen.
1: Absolutely. And when we're talking about uh, published qualifications in codes or civic bylaws, uh, that vacuum, when it exists, all kinds of wild things can happen. So I think it's a very, very powerful document and, uh, and long overdue, quite frankly.
0: Okay, so if you want to know more about this position statement, uh, we will have it posted up. I hope to have a link uh, on this podcast, or at least very soon we'll have links on the CFA website. Uh, Thanks for listening, and thank you, Derek, for being here, and thanks for uh, giving us this information. Thank you for having me. Once again, thank you to Derek for coming on the podcast, and uh, while I was in Winnipeg, he was able to join up with me. He also helped me uh, with the equipment for our women in fire alarm podcast that'll be coming up very soon a panel discussion that we had so thanks Derek and we'll see you next time